0: This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This word will bless you right now. Let's get going, Luke 15, verse 11. And it says, and a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And when he joined himself to a citizen of that country, he sent him into his fields to feed swine and he would have feigned I mean he desired to fill his belly with the husk that the swine did eat but no man gave unto him and when he had came to himself he said how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I'll perish with hunger I will arise tell you what I'll do I'll arise I go to my father, and I will say to him, "Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants." And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Lord help. And the son said unto the father, uh, son said unto him, father I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf. Kill it, let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came, he drew nigh to the house, and he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked, what these things meant? And he said unto him, thy brother is come. And thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment and yet thou hast never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends but as soon as thy son was come which had devoured the living with harlots thou hast killed for him the fatted calf and he said unto him son thou art ever with me and all that I have is thine it was meat necessary that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again was lost and is found the reading of our scripture and everybody say amen Amen. i want to give seven points with a focus called the ministry of fatherhood the ministry of fatherhood Um, luke 15 starts out really talking about three different parables in luke 15 the first one is the parable of a lost sheep And I'll say the only reason that Jesus is um, explaining these three parables is because people don't understand how he works. They see Jesus hanging around publicans and sinners and people who ain't totally got themselves together. And they're confused on what Jesus, if you're really all that, why you don't hang with people who got everything perfect? He said, let me tell you a story. First, I want to tell you a story of a a lost sheep. Uh, Shepherd had 99 sheep. One got lost. He went and Found the lost sheep. Then he tells the story of a woman with 10 coins and lost one of her coins. He says that she swept the house, cut on a lamp, cut on a light, searched everything to find this lost coin. And when she found the lost coin, she had a big celebration. And the last parable which you just read is the parable of a father. A father, a father, a father. And a father. Many times when we read this story, we only focus on the first son. But verse 11 says, A certain man had two sons. I don't know what it is about us that when we read Luke 15, we don't go through the whole story. We just have a habit of just talking about one of the sons. But this certain man had, everybody say, two sons. Here's my first point. Uh, The ministry of fatherhood is uh, represented by a man of principle. A man of principle. uh, It don't matter how the child got here, but the fact that it belongs to him, he counts and claims every one of his children. Oh, he, he is a man of principle and a man of responsibility. Even if he made some mistakes in the journey of life and some things happened that now that he's older, he wish he could have done it a different way. But yet, there is a byproduct of his decision. He's still a man of principle. He understands that if he sold a seed, then there's going to come a harvest. And he does not neglect any of his children, he counts them all. I come so the first thing about understanding fatherhood is a man who understands principle. If I sow the seed, it's mine. Oh, you don't know want understand what I'm saying the Bible records that there was a man named Abraham who was given a promise by God but Abraham and his wife Sarah had challenges waiting on God and they decided it was gonna help God and by that what did they do they hooked up with a handmaiden and through that um, Abraham had a child by the name of Ishmael and although Ishmael what well, Ishmael was not the son of promise he still was a Abraham's son I don't want you to I don't want to I don't want you to miss it a man that understands the ministry of fatherhood is a man of principle he takes responsibility of everything that came out of him even if it was a mistake he's still honest. us you'll never see that Abraham neglected Ishmael I don't know what's wrong with us that we always want to read this story and forget There there are two sons. That's number one. He's a man of principle. Number two, he's a man of possessions. The reason that the younger son could even come to the father and ask him to give him his inheritance is because his father was a man of possessions. Now, I want you to understand possessions don't just fall out the sky. The reason the son could ask for possessions, here it is, because he's a man of possessions, what does the man possess? He possess work ethic. Always oh, in the text, because there's no way you can get inheritance unless you work. There's no way you can get inheritance unless you stay according to the plan. So a, a, a man that understands the ministry of fatherhood is a man of possession. A man that understands that if you want something, you got to work for it. This man possesses a work ethic. I want you to understand that before God blessed Adam in Genesis with a woman, he first gave him work. It helps the woman to identify who she should at least talk to. She don't know if she really want to marry him. She's not sure if he really the one, but she at least know if she should talk to him if he's a man who possessed work ethic. God did not allow Eve to come on the scene until he first told Adam, you're going to till this ground. Before I give you another blessing, you're going to be a man who understands work and you love having a work ethic. Y'all want to hear me today. He's a man of possessing work ethic. He has possessions. See, work is one of the God-given ways that God has given man to express his talents, his leadership, and his abilities. And when a man starts working, now you really can see what he can do i don't care about it ladies don't don't jump the broom too soon till you see him work he may be handsome and fine and got and dressed like he want to dress but don't jump the broom too soon until the man shows you he can work and a good man once he knows he got your eye he'll start showing off to tell you i can work he'll start showing what the sweat of his brow you ain't saying nothing a man who loves to walk he loves the work he he possesses a work ethic work ethic the only reason the son could ask because the father possessed work ethic one of the challenges here that we still have with this son and his father here is the son is asking before time it's not the time to get what's from the father's will. come on now You don't get mama's house unless she just gives it to you before she passes away you get it at the time she has transitioned to glory then you get what she has given to you but this son says you have already put some things in the wheel I want to have what you put in the wheel now the father really wants to teach the son how to wait and work things out he wants to build up a possession of work ethic and standards not just stuff say not just stuff but standards he says he said but daddy you got all this stuff in the house. Why well, can't you have all this stuff? He, he's trying to tell his son you don't just get stuff any type of way. You get stuff by having some standards. I want you to know that the ministry of fatherhood is a man who lives with standards. Yeah. Standards. Standards. He don't just possess stuff. You know, you know, we men, we, we, you know, a lot of men like to have stuff. You know, they may go outside to the garage and Just twinkle with their hands and they got stuff, you know, too much stuff. Multiple, multiple lawnmowers. Wife like, ain't you going to get rid of that truck? No, I ain't going to get rid of that truck. All I need is a gasket, a transmission, some new tires. No, I had that thing working in just a little bit. Three years later, I had that thing working in just a little bit. We're not, men are not just having stuff, but the stuff, the stuff comes from the standards. The father's trying to teach the son something that I know you're asking for your inheritance, but the stuff you're asking for come from the standards. But he says, son, if you really want your stuff now, he lets him go. And the son began to walk out in the house and do what he thinks he can do. Thinks what he lets him go. He lets him go and he lets him go. He didn't hold him. He lets him go. Sometimes manhood is developed when you let him go. <laughs> he didn't understand how this thing work and this, this standard and stuff and his work ethic. And so the father is in the text. He let him go. He didn't hold him against his will. He let him go. Sometimes mothers don't understand how fathers sometimes think and how they behave. It represents their standards. If they, they don't do it right, come on, I ain't gonna keep paying all their bills. I, I'm not gonna keep doing that. Daddy said, I love them, but, but but let them go and let them figure out how life really works. Sometimes children don't understand, you know, because all they don't want to do is eat. All they want to do is do this and do that. They don't understand all the struggle it takes to be who you need to be, to put food on the table roof over the shelter come on somebody <laughs> uh, i gotta tell coach. i remember one time my son uh was in the back of the car picked him up little guy from c- picking up from school and he decided he needed to tell me he was hungry and needed to eat and i said okay i understand that son all right i got you and uh, about five minutes later he repeated again um uh, daddy i'm hungry i said i heard you the first time I heard it the first time, son. And then I turned another corner and he said, Dad, I'm hungry. I said, Son, I stopped the car, put on the side of the road. I was so aggravated. I said, Son, I recognize that you were hungry when you got in the car. And one thing about me as your father, I don't need you to beg for me to do nothing for you. I'm already calculating what you need because I'm your daddy so while you was begging for the last 10 minutes i had already figured it out that you needed to eat and i told him boy he's about six or seven i said boy hush your mouth don't insult my fatherhood i had already planned this thing for you to feed you and i'm gonna take care of you can i talk to somebody who's a little anxious this morning that while you're anxious god is just saying just chill and ride in the back of the car i got this thing already figure it out but he let this man go he let him go he let him go and he gets in some big trouble that all that he left with he loses he loses all his stuff he he sold son is such in a bad place that he wants to eat from what the pigs are eating over in other words he's fighting over pig slop in that state of mind, the Bible says he come to himself. When he comes to himself, he says, how many hired servants have food to spare? My father has hired servants have food to spare, and I am starving to death. He says, wait a minute. My daddy is taking care of people who are not even his children. See, uh, a man that understands the ministry of, of fatherhood is a man of pity. Say Pity. Yeah, pity. Although he has standards, that don't mean he don't have compassion. A real father understands that there are times you got to have compassion. Come on, man. We can't just be mean all the time. We just can't be sturdy all the time. He understands that there must be, he must be a man of pity and compassion. The son decides to come home because he sees his daddy blessing other people. Come on, he see his daddy being generous to other people. And so um, a, 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 a man who understands the ministry of fatherhood must be a man of pity or compassion. This compassion that the son sees in the father, it makes him get up out of what he's dealing with. He got, he say, no reason, I'm a son, and they got servants living better than me right now. He said, I just got a feeling my daddy going to bless me again. I got a feeling that if I get myself together, my, my father is going to have compassion on my situation and he's going to let me back in the house. So, the son start working on a plan on how to get back in the house. The sons are saying, "I got to go to my father because I know my father's a father of standards. I know he's a man of principle i 'm going to say to my father, father, i'll sin against you, and I sinned against heaven, and i 'm no more worthy to be called, um, uh, called your son But the other thing about it, the other thing about it that that this uh, he's a man of prayer, say a man of prayer." Yeah, although the father is disappointed, it doesn't keep him from praying. I got to add that in there because a man who understands the ministry of fatherhood is a praying man. Yeah. Oh, he's a praying man. It's in the text. I don't know why you didn't see it. It's in the text. The Bible says that as the son is on his way home, the Bible says when he was still a great ways off. It means he wasn't at the house yet. It means he was trying to get himself together. It means he was probably dirty from the pig slop. It means he probably had mud on him. But while he was still a great ways off, the Bible says the father Saw him what does that mean that means that the father was living with expectation that means that the father was actually sitting on the porch saying I know what I put in that boy I know what I trained him to do and I'm believing that my son is coming home come on come on if the father saw him coming home that means the father had a prayer request and a belief system that my son is gonna get back together again I don't know who what man I'm talking into, but God is trying to encourage a man today to pray for your kids. I know you poured into them, but trust God that they're going to turn around. Tell somebody to say, a man of prayer. Yeah, he's, he's a man of prayer. He's a man of prayer. He was sitting on the porch. And while he was a long way off, still trying to get himself together, probably was stumbling on the way home. <laughs> probably having flashbacks from sleeping next to pigs but his father saw him his father said yeah that's my boy and I don't care how dirty he is I know my kid I don't care they might not know that's my junior boy but that's my boy that's my child and the father has that's a, here's the next point he has a perspective a man with perspective is a man who see that sometime you got the weight on folks sometimes you got to sit there and just believe and have a perception um, that that, that this thing is going to work out for the good Um, I I believe in this time there is great conflict because when the father is waiting for the son to get up I believe there's some people potentially got rumors that saying you ain't no real daddy because you was a real daddy you would have went and got him by nine you know you would have did this by nine but there's something different about a father I'm just telling y'all the makeup of a man is totally different than a woman and to thank God for the woman she has to make up that she needs but a man is totally different sometimes we're trying to argue and make the woman the man and man Lord help me Lord help me and the man the woman but the but God has made the man the way he has made him and the dad say I'm not going nowhere I'm gonna hold my ground but I'm gonna look for him to come back he's a man of perspective He's a man of perspective. He's a man of perspective. He says, uh, uh, he's still mine. Dirty, but he's still mine. Challenges, but he's still mine. Got some issues, but he's still mine. I know I'm talking about fathers, but I just feel like I'm talking about my father. (laughs) I said, I know I'm talking about Father's Day, but I feel like I'm talking about my father. When his son comes home, I want you to notice his compassion and his pity. When his father comes on, and many times we we tell uh let me add this point in here, I'm connected somewhere, but I gotta say it. Uh, we say sometimes that women are the only uh people who are emotional. And what it does is it gives men an excuse not to develop. Because we are emotional as well. There's nothing about being a man that keeps you from having emotions. Come on there, there's nothing, come on now. The Bible even says, Jesus wept. And if Jesus wept, I wanna know why you ain't wept by now. It says that the father, the father got off the porch, ran. Come on now. A ran, fell on his neck, kissed him, and embraced him. Come on, somebody. This is a man. Here it is, another principle. It's a man who praises. See, a man who praises not only did he run after his son but when his son came into uh, his arms his son began to explain father I've sinned and he began to explain uh, how he messed up so bad and the father while he was yet explaining where he's been and what's going on in his life and how he walked away and trying to give all these explanations so he can get back into the house his father says quick Quick! He still got dirt on him. He's still talking like what he's been through. He says, "Quick, go get the fatted calf." I want you to understand that a man who understands the ministry, of manhood, is a praising man. It's a man uh, who knows how to put on a party. This man says, "Quick, bring me the fattest calf." I need you to get the robe, put it on him, put a ring on his, sing- his finger, and sandals uh, on his feet. I'm telling you, a man. Who understands fatherhood is a man that know how to throw a party. It's a man that know how to celebrate. <laughs> He says, give me the fat calf. Don't give me no skinny looking calf. Give me the fattest calf you got. I want you to get ready. We about to have a party. We about to praise. We about to change this atmosphere. A man who understands fatherhood know how to celebrate. Not just complain, but celebrate. Know how to honor. He says, I'm going to celebrate for this son was dead, but is alive again. This is a time to celebrate. Yeah, it's the time time to celebrate and they begin to celebrate they begin to put on a party and uh, I don't see many times when we read this story we always focus on the son but in truth the story ain't about the son it says a certain man it's about a father who had two sons. we just made it about a son no I'm telling you that this is about the father the father says I'm putting on a celebration he said, invite everybody. Don't worry about cost. This my son. He was lost, but he's found. He said, We're going to celebrate. And they begin to celebrate. And the other son asked the service, He said, What's going on in there? He said, What's going on in there? He said, I'm out here working in the field. What's that going on in there? And I believe he's out there probably thinking, Oh my, I think it's my time. Oh, it's my time. It's my time. He said, Oh my God, I've been working. I've been doing everything right. I've been doing everything right. Oh, I think it's my time. I think it's my time. I think it's my time. And he says, he asks the servant, "What's going on?" He says, "Your your brother is back." Huh? Confused. He's confused. Maybe, maybe I can pause here to help you uh, understand that sometimes the way we relate to one child is not the way we need to relate to another child. He had two sons two sons. Yeah. He said the way we relate to one child, maybe not the way we relate. He says he says he says your dad throwing a party. He said what? How could my daddy throw a party for somebody who done lost and wasted all their living and done cut the food? How could my daddy do something like that? I'm out here working and when I heard music, I just knew it was my time. (laughs) I was about to get cleaned up. I was about to shave. (laughs) I was about to come. I just knew it was my time because I've been working. I'm a good son. I been here with your daddy and his daddy says come on in he wouldn't come in wouldn't come in son was angry said no I ain't coming in coming in there I've been out here working I've been doing right and this thing ain't making sense to me ain't making sense to me I don't even understand how you can think like that his daddy says well notice the difference here in the first situation when the son left he didn't come he let that son go but this son he goes out to greet him there are times fathers we got to move and he goes to his son and he says son what is wrong he says I don't understand how you can do this I don't understand I don't understand I don't understand he says listen son your brother was dead but he is found your brother was lost this is a reason to celebrate but he says he says Dad, but I still don't understand I've been here the whole time I've been here coming to church the whole time pastor ain't saying nothing to me but he done been out of the church five and six times and it seemed like he don't got recognition but I'm just sitting here working I'm on my post I ain't got no recognition what is it what is it he says son listen listen son I want you to understand he says all that I have is thine this is what I want you to hear this is the last P is it's a man with a plan say a man with a plan Sometimes a father's ways are mysterious. Sometimes what the father is trying to get you to learn is a deeper lesson that you really can understand. I believe the man has a plan and he was trying to teach the other son that sometimes failure ain't fatal. Sometimes he's trying to teach you that a slow start don't mean you'll never get to the end. Sometimes he's trying to teach you that a crisis can turn around for the good and god has a plan the father has a plan and while this son didn't understand he tried to tell him all that i have belongs to you in other words the father loves to share and tell his kids walk in what i to you look at your neighbor and say don't be discouraged the father has a plan don't throw in the towel the father has a plan don't give up the father has a plan come on tell your neighbor God's gonna turn this thing around say the father got something up his sleeve the father gonna turn this thing around for the good yeah for the good the ministry of fatherhood is a man of possession standing your feet i'm done i'm praying it's a man of principle a man of possession it's a man of compassion and pity it's a man of prayer he lived with expectation it's a man that has a perception because he's expecting god to do it it's a man who praises he celebrates and he's a man with a plan I want to salute all the fathers today I want to salute you for stepping up to do everything God has called us to do as a father just like motherhood fatherhood is not always easy because man didn't make fatherhood God made fatherhood so fatherhood is a challenge I'm a father myself with two kids a young lady and a young man I've had my challenges as growing into what it is to be a good father but today I want to salute you for stepping up to the plate would you put your hands together and let's salute these men for taking on the ministry of fatherhood would everybody lift your hands today father I pray that this word was both saluting men as well as encouraging all of us to see a different lens of fatherhood to see the mindset that you have put in men so that men must may carry out what it is to be a full father what it is to be a giver what it is to be compassionate what it is to really show healthy emotions what it is to love our kids and love our wives and love our family what it is to be a good father father we salute the men of this great church we salute the men and our families and father we even salute the men who brought us into this world and whether they made mistakes or not we thank you for even teaching us what not to do by the mistakes they made. ah, yeah, you even teach us what not to do by any mistakes they made, but even the things they have done well. We salute the fathers today. Will you put your hands together for the ministry of fatherhood today? Seven principles to understand fatherhood, to understand the complexity and sincerity of what it is to be a great father. God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m. Or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family, and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you and join us again.